spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. And I'm Joe. And we are your real movie guys. It's March, so that can only mean one thing. Real March Madness. <music> Tale as old as time, Pixar vs. Disney. In a brawl to end it all, we have selected eight films from each studio. A total of 16 movies will battle head-to-head for superiority. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Disney's Wreck-It Ralph. A video game villain wants to be a hero and sets out to fulfill his dream, but his quest brings havoc to the whole arcade where he lives. John, do you like Toy Story? I do. John, do you like Monsters, Inc.? I do. John, do you like Wreck-It Ralph? I do. Oh, what a coincidence. They're all kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first thing. I how really. Do, before how do, we how get do you too, say, Ken? <laughs> before we get too deep into this, something that I feel like has to be acknowledged, and I don't know if too many people really talk about that, is... Wreck-It Ralph is a good movie. I will say, though, this movie literally is the toy story of video game plots. Instead of what do your toys do while you're not looking, what do your video games do while you're not looking, what do your monsters do while they're hiding in your while you're sleeping and they're hiding in your closet? It's ironic to say it's, it's that tired plot at this point, but Disney said, let's do it with video games. While it is maybe a little bit lacking in creativity, if when I compare it that way, I think this movie has some fun things about it. When I first heard about Wreck-It Ralph, I remember being excited because they said, oh, we're getting video game characters. We're getting all these properties are going to be involved. This big story is going to be told, a big grand adventure. Maybe the first truly really great video game movie is upon us. Finally, something special is on the way. I would say I wasn't disappointed. Now, John, what are some of your early thoughts on Wreck-It Ralph? Did you have anticipation when they announced this? Because if I if I recall correctly, this was one of their early forays going into that 3D animation. They transitioned, right? Hand drawn's a thing of the past now. So, what are some of your early thoughts on this film? Well, I think it's hilarious how you put those three together. Like I never thought about it that way, but like <laughs> I understand it like completely that way. Like I've watched it like that way. I was actually very excited yeah. about this movie when it was coming out because like it's the first time that they talk about video games in like yeah. a movie or say, and it's kind of like awesome to kind of see like a video game tale of video game characters that like you kind of know but you really don't you only know them from like the video game but to be on like a big screen and like a movie about them i thought mm-hmm. it was pretty cool this like, movie largely works i think as a great fan service video game film it's nice to see the love and honoring of video games from all generations i love seeing Ryo from street fighter hanging out at a bar or Sonic giving like a PSA. Like Easter eggs are so numerous in this film. There's so many. Even the villains meeting, the, the way this movie just opens up with a, an AA meeting for villains where like M. Bison, Dr. Robotnik, Bowser, uh, the Pac-Man ghost, they're all hanging out talking about, you know, oh, we're bad, but it's okay. We're still good. It's okay to be bad. I, I like that. I think that this movie really caps, took those characters, put them in almost like a real life setting and added like a layer of comedy. Like the comedy is one of the strongest aspects of this film. Just seeing these characters that have no relationship together interact. And the video game references are just icing on the cake. One of my favorites now, John, I want to ask you too, one of your favorites. My favorite one 
and it's kind of a hidden one is when Ralph's going through the lost and found at the bar where he's trying to find, Oh, I think there's a gold coin in the lost and found. He's sifting through the lost and found. He's pulling out things. He pulls out the exclamation point from metal gear solid. And it goes the vroom, like they have that, that sound that plays. That was one of my favorite. Like that made me jump a little like giddy, like, Ooh, a metal gear solid Easter egg. Who would have thought? What was one of your like favorite references? I got really happy when I saw Sonic. That was one of like the big ones. Cause like, I remember so much playing Sonic. But the one thing I will say about this movie too, like not only how many Easter eggs, but how many characters that they put in this movie mm-hmm. for a movie that's solely based around like say one game or two games, really. Right. They put a lot of, I feel like thought in throwing in some of these characters. I think Wreck-It Ralph does it well. Do they add to the plot? That's something we'll talk about a little bit later of what exactly works and kind of doesn't work in this movie. But I think just having that, those characters there, uh, the art style, like I said earlier, complementing everything. For what it's worth, I feel like the Disney animation movies that we've seen all have an element of looking exactly the same. Like whenever I see a, a Disney animated like young girl in a movie, she looks like every young girl that came before her. They always have the same character models, same character types. Wreck-It Ralph, I feel like, veered off that a little bit differently for me, yeah, where the characters especially. look unique and they stand out. Like, I love Ralph's design of being this big, monstrous man with ginormous hands, and he's goofy, but he still has, like, an air of, like, sweetness to him, so he's not totally, like, mean and scary. And Vanellope being small and this tiny little girl, and she's sweet, but she's got almost, like, a very edgy, not I want not super edgy, but edgy enough voice coming out of her. The ultimate theming of this movie I really do like is... The lesson it teaches, not confiding to society's look of you and doing what you dream of, but everyone's looking for that universal desire of acceptance. Ralph doesn't want to be a bad guy, so he's going against the grain, and what everyone sees in him, they see a bad guy, they see a scary, stinky butt face, (laughs) as she calls him. (laughs) They see this terrible guy, but he doesn't want to do that anymore, so he wants to break out of society's vision of him, right? You break out of the norms, I guess. Right, and... I think that's something that everyone can automatically relate to is that universal desire of acceptance. Everyone wants to find a way to be accepted and liked by everyone. Everyone wants to have that feeling. You get it with multiple characters. You get it with Vanellope, who's the other main character in this film. She's the glitch in Sugar Rush, and everyone hates her because she's the glitch. She could destroy the game at any time. She's a threat just being there. Nobody likes her. They treat her like garbage. But she wants to be accepted. She wants to race in the game. She wants to be a character. She wants to fulfill like a, a sense of destiny in the game. And I like that. I think that really captures that. And Ralph is so likable that I really was rooting for him throughout the whole journey of this film. Like I really got could feel myself getting behind Ralph. Yeah, and also Ralph is one of those characters. I feel like just from the beginning, you kind of feel what he's going through, and you kind of just like want to like kind of be there for him. And he understand has, him. Yeah, like, he has you an, like him. He has an automatic magnetism to him right away when this movie starts. Like when you see him just feeling bad being thrown off the building and then watching all the people celebrate and have a good time. You feel bad for the guy because he's like, he's just doing his job. Like he doesn't really want to be a bad guy and do all these terrible things. It's just he's kind of stuck in that rut. And you see throughout the whole movie where he, and he's helping Vanellope build her car. He's going, you know, leaps and bounds to help her. And then he destroys her car. And you're like, oh, no, what have you done, Ralph? You destroyed her car. But, you know, he's trying to do it for the greater good to help his friend. And I think this movie has one of the best, like, 
super climaxes I've ever seen where you see it, it's kind of like out of a Marvel superhero film almost where he's flying in the sky. He's crashing down. He puts his fist out like doing a superhero landing into the Mentos volcano with the diet soda. And he's like, it's, he does, he recites his whole speech where, you know, I'm bad, but it's okay. It's a tear jerking moment for me. Almost. It's like, damn, man, you really nailed that scene. Like you nailed the, the greatness that's in this Ralph character and you have to lend it to John C. Riley and not even just John C. Riley. I think this whole cast is perfectly executed because it's all these really great comedic personalities. Instead of taking maybe a more serious actor and putting him in this movie, this movie went the other way and said, well, it's fine. I don't even know if you want to say maybe the best comedians, right? I don't know if they're the, maybe the best comedians. They're like the A minus the B plus range of like these comedian personalities they took and said, let's put them in this movie and let them do their thing. Let them have a good time. Let them be themselves almost. And this movie does that. And John C. Riley, like I said, automatically, he has a likability to him. He is like that sweet, dumb guy that everybody likes. And no matter what comedy, whether it's like step brothers, where I always enjoy him being, you know, Will Ferrell's brother is a great movie. He just has that automatic likability about him. His voice is soothing. It's comforting. And he's funny. He knows how to interact with people. Same, I don't think, can be said for Sarah Silverman. I have some issues with Sarah Silverman, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But again, she adds, I think, enough credence to Vanellope where she's an interesting character. She does have like a little snark to her, a little edge. You, know you have Jack McBrayer, who we, we actually just talked about in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. If you John hates that movie. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. But he plays Felix. And Felix, at first, I'm like, I don't know if I really like the character Felix, but I've grown to really like his comedy throughout the entirety of this movie, to where he's so clueless to everything that's going around him. Where he, and he, just The way he talks, it's so sweet. It's almost nauseating at times. He's like, oh, honey lemons. Or, my, oh, my land. And when he falls in love with Jane Lynch's Calhoun character, who Jane Lynch is, you know, she's always there to deliver as far as comedy. I think she's, she would, I would say is one of the best, you know, comedians acting right now. She does that harsh, like gears of war style character where she has the most tragic backstory in history of video games. And they just show like her fiance getting murdered by aliens and everyone's attacking. Again, they, they have this almost pseudo chemistry together which really works where felix is like so enamored by her and she wants like nothing to do with him but at the end of the movie they, they end up getting married and being together again it's silly things like that maybe like the opposites attract mentality that really bring these two characters together and then the last character i just want to talk about and we did talk about him briefly in big hero 6 when we talked about that movie but alan tudyk's back alan tudyk is king candy king candy i think is king my favorite candy. character in this movie <laughs> he is nightmare fuel on different levels when you see him revealed to be turbo they have this really creepy scene where his face is like flashing between turbo and king candy i don't know about you man but if, if i had kids i think they might be a little bit like disturbed by that scene just seeing this creepy ass face smiling with a clown i don't know what it is it's, it's doing something disturbing but alan tudyk just really delivers this phenomenal performance as this like goofy king uh, my favorite scene with King Candy is when he's talking to Ralph and they're having a confrontation. And he puts on glasses like, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? And then Ralph takes off the glasses and smacks him in the face with him. And he's like, oh, oh so you you wouldn't hit a guy. You would hit a guy with glasses. That, that's pretty clever. Like, I like that. that, that that's the kind of comedy I come to expect. And King Candy, 
you know, he looks friendly. He looks harmless enough. But when you see him, like I said, towards the end of the movie, they reveal him as he's turbo. He's the glitch that's been going around into video games trying to steal them. And he's like this giant bug monster of an abomination of a creature. Pretty freaky. Not going to lie to you. Pretty freaky. Again, this movie, it, it really knows how to pay homage to video games. You can tell a lot of love goes into this movie. Like Sugar Rush is obviously like a Mario Kart, almost like Super Mario World kind of design infused with a little bit of Candyland. Like they really took a lot of time with this movie to make it fun and engaging for young and old games alike. I think there's a good combination of both of those worlds for people. Let's go into some negatives here, unfortunately. Right. One of my big sure. issues with this movie is, as much as I think it loves video games, it doesn't showcase me enough of the other worlds. At one point, I feel like we're just stuck in Sugar Rush throughout the whole entire rest of the movie. And I think the pacing kind of suffers because of that, where it almost feels slow to a point where like we're stuck in Sugar Rush. You know, they had this promise of open worlds where... We're going to go exploring. We're going to see all these different video games and all these different characters. And it ties into that, too, where beyond just like little cameos of like Sonic here, Ryu here, uh, Bowser in the beginning, they don't add anything of substance to this movie. It's just kind of like they're there to make you go, ooh, I'm excited. A video game guy. I know who that is. <laughs> Not that it's bad that it dives into its own original material, but I don't know if it uses the whole video game cast that they kind of stockpiled together to make anything truly more interesting than what we're seeing yeah i can see that I it's almost as if they that. left it on the table right like they left this big expansive video game world on the table and said that's fine we, we know it's there but we're, we're not telling you that story we're more worried about this sugar rush world that we own the original rights and ip to, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about it well, yeah, that's why I think it was too. Like, also, like, there's so much more things that they could have gotten into. Like you were saying, if they went into like another world or another game or something like that, I feel like that would have added more to it. Fortunately, just the way rights work, even here on YouTube, when we show footage, you can only show so much without getting a copyright claim. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Wreck-It Ralph, I think just it suffers from that. And again, on the result of that, we're stuck in Sugar Rush, which the, the story is great. I do like the story it's telling. I just think it would have maybe been more memorable if we went outside that box a little bit. Sarah Silverman, she's not my favorite comedian of all time. I honestly do find her irksome a lot <laughs> in her stand-up comedy, her comedy specials. I just, I'm really not a fan of her. I know there are some big Sarah Silverman stands out there, and I'm sorry, but her comedy just doesn't always land. And unfortunately, it's Vanellope. Even though I do like the character of Vanellope, I think she has some great dialogue, some really great scenes with ralph i really do like some great emotional beats that they hit her comedy just doesn't always land some of the times it just feels really random it feels almost it's like that sarah silverman comedy which i just i don't care for where she's like oh you're a hobo it's like okay ralph's ralph looks like a hobo and then she goes into her uh like little secret hideout and she's like under the kind of like oh look i'm a little homeless girl and she puts like the wrapper around her i don't know just something about sarah silverman's comedy just doesn't land for me and some of the jokes are just like tired and old and that could be just a me thing. I think ironically, Sarah Silverman comes off more childish than the character Vanellope actually is. Yeah, I think the comedy's a little too childish for a child character at times. I just don't think it lands for me. Like it so I think we're at that point though, we're gonna give our final scores. I'm gonna give Wreck-It Ralph a B plus. I think this is a fun movie. I had a really good time. I think it tickles the right parts for people who want a fun nostalgic video game movie along with some more modern video game cliches the comedians casting and all the roles really lend itself credit especially the ralph character played by john c Riley, is really endearing 
and I really like his character. I really like his journey of discovery of trying to find acceptance within social norms, but breaking those social norms at the same time. If you want to make the, the case for it, this might be probably one of the best video game movies. It's not an adaptation of anything necessarily as far as material, but as far as just being a celebration of video game and video game culture, I think this movie nails it. John, where do you stand with this film? Uh, I give this movie a solid B+. Definitely a good movie. Definitely one you want to watch. Definitely an interesting take on a video game character movie too and i feel like definitely one of the ones that have done it way better than some of the ones we've seen come out lately and it's just one of those movies that like i feel like it's good for adults it's good for children and connects with everybody in a certain way yeah it's fun because i think it also kind of adopted that from pixar too this is for everybody you're all gonna find something it's interesting to see as disney has evolved in their animation studio that they're adapting a lot of the Pixar techniques. At first, it was like Pixar saying, all right, well, we're going to borrow from Disney. We're going to take those Disney standards and we're going to up them to a, a type of quality. Now you kind of see Disney saying, wow, Pixar did a really good job. I think we need to step up our game a little bit and kind of match that quality that they're putting out. And I think you're going to see that soon because we're going to be talking about Up versus Wreck-It Ralph. I know it makes no sense. Once again, I promise it will make sense when we talk about it. But it's going to be interesting to see those two styles clash where we see Pixar almost at its apex as far as its storytelling and Disney kind of paying catch up again, where they kind of fell out of favor for a little bit and they're starting to build themselves, build their empire back up as far as animation. All right, John, where can the people find us at home? You could find us over on YouTube, over there to the Real, the Real Movie Guys on YouTube, like our channel, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Leave comments down below. Let us know what you thought of this movie or other ones. Or how you've been enjoying our real March Madness so far. You can also let us know over on Twitter. You can follow us over there. You can get all the latest and greatest updates from us on there. You can also find us on Instagram where we'll be putting up some of our polls to see. To ask you guys to see what you guys like better. Did we get it right? Do you think differently? You can also listen to us on many podcasting platforms such as... Yes, for your listening pleasure, we are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Be sure to give us a listen to any of those fine places. If you are right now, hey, greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin, that guy over there, he is John, we are your Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts... The battle rages on as real March Madness, Disney vs. Pixar continues. We will catch you next time. I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs>